0: Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Places that we're going to use for a new series that we're in. uh, We're starting on today. We're going to start a series entitled Kingdom Prosperity. Yeah, come on. Somebody say Kingdom Prosperity. Today is part one. And we're going to be talking about the believer's foundation. The believer's foundation. Genesis chapter seventeen, verses six, six through eight, six through, <laughs> six through six through eight. And then, excuse me, Galatians chapter three, verse sixteen. And then verse 29, what we want to do, we're going to, we're going to look at it in the Old Testament, and then we're going to look at it fulfilled, which makes it an eternal order in the New Testament. You got it? So Genesis chapter 17, verse 6 through 8, if you got it, say, I got it. You got it? If you're ready, say, come on. Come on. All right. It says, and I, this is God talking, I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed, say seed, very important. You, you notice the, the pluralization of that word, it's singular, the, and thy seed after thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant. What's interesting is that he says, Seed, singular, but then speaks of the seed being plural. Now now just hold on to that. To be be a God unto thee, and thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Galatians chapter 3. There at verse 16 and verse 29. If you got it, say, I got it. it. You're ready, say, "Come come on. Verse 16 says, now to Abraham and his seed. Now, remember in Genesis, God was talking to Abraham about his seed and what he would do with his seed and how he would set his seed up in their generation. This is that same conversation. He says, now to Abraham and his seed. Remember that word? Well, the promise is made. He saith not and to seeds uh, as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, which is Christ. So, so when God was talking to Abraham about blessing his seed he was talking about Christ now catch this verse 29 and if ye be Christ then are ye Abraham's seed so, so I'm Christ so the seed he was talking about to Abraham was me cause I'm in Christ so say I'm Abraham's seed watch this now and heirs according to that promise that God told Abraham that I'm going to make you exceeding fruitful. Not just fruitful, exceeding fruitful. Woo! Now watch this. My God from heaven. Boy, you listen, you better listen today. If you got a religious shoulder pad in your shirt, you better take it out. Man, I'm telling you, you better listen today. And let me say this also: that there is an anointing to prosper resting in this house. Oh, God. Now, listen, 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 listen. I I listen. I, I know, I know what, what has happened in times past, but because people have monopolize the church and God's people don't mean that what they were doing was wrong. It's just what they the intent behind their doing was wrong. You got it? And so because there's an anointing, more particularly resting during this message time, you've got to learn as a believer of how to sow in the moment. Come on, somebody say sow in the moment. In other words, as I'm, hey, as I'm teaching this message, something is going to hit you and you can't miss sowing right then in that moment. I don't care if it's electronically. I don't care if you come and put money. You got to sow in the moment because heaven is releasing something and our giving is what helps make the exchange. Okay, you do with it what you want to do with it, but you better catch this. Now watch this. What is prosperity? Well, the word means success. You better listen. Boy, are y'all listening? I hope you're listening. I didn't ask you to hear. (laughs) I'm telling you to listen. The word prosperity means success, babe. It means well-being. The word prosperity means plenty. It means increase. It means abundance. Watch this. The word, Rosalind, prosperity means influence. And the word prosperity means all grace abounding. All grace. Come on, say all grace. All grace. The, the Bible talks about the manifold sides, many-sided of grace. That's a healing side of grace. That's a financial side of grace. That's a peace side of grace. That's a, a protection side of grace. And the Bible says all grace abounding. Put 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 in the Amplified because you're supposed to be prosperous, all grace abounding. You're supposed to be walking in all grace abounding. And the scripture says "And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Watch this. Come to you in. Abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient requiring no aid or support and fully furnished in abundance for every good work for every work of the kingdom and for whatever you have to do in the earth you always supposed to have enough My God from heaven. Now watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The opposite of prosperity, Dr. Rock, since since it's prosperity gospel, let me open your eyes. The opposite of prosperity is lack. Since God ain't a God of prosperity, then he got to be the opposite. Huh? If he ain't prosperous, then he got to be the If it's not day, then it got to be. If it's not up, then it got to be. If it's not in, then it got to be. So if he's not prosperous, then he got to be the opposite. So he must be a God of lack. Because that's what the opposite of prospering is. Watch this, it's lack, it's hardship. of prospering is failure. I thought you told me God that you know your thoughts that you had towards me. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give me a hope and an expected it. That means God you want me to prosper in life but God ain't a prospering God so God you set me up for failure. Now he's going to be to you whatever you make him. He's going to be the God that you make him. Now he's not going to change, but he's going to be to you the God that you make him. No, he's not going to send failure your way, but he's going to be the God to you that you make him. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47 and 48. Boy, I'm in my anointed place now. I feel so good today. I'm telling you, man. Boy, if y'all get this, it's a change of life. Now watch this, Deuteronomy chapter 48, verse 28, verse 47 through 48, it says, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Wow! Well, therefore, the opposite. Therefore shall thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in the, the want of all things. And he, the enemy, will put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have. Well, 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 let's break that down. Chief Boyce, Verse 47 talks to us of what it looks like. To be with God. I'm sorry about that right there. Watch this. And according to verse 47, to be with God is to have the abundance of all things. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 48, faith shows us what it's like to be without God. And without God is hunger wait a minute, no, no, it's not just hunger, it's in hunger. It's in thirst. It's in nakedness and a yoke is on your neck. That means you work hard and it still don't add up. So now watch this. Today, you have a choice to make. Ah, you got a choice to make. You are either going to be with God or out of God. You got a choice that you got to make. You're going to either be with God or you're going to be under the enemy. Now, now, now. Here's a master statement. You better get this. And that is that prosperity is positional. It's God putting you in position in order to put others and things in position. This is what we call the operation of the kingdom of God. See, everybody got all this chatter. Everybody like kingdom of God. It's like a hot topic now, but they're talking about what they don't even understand. Because watch this now. There is a difference between doing kingdom things and the operation of the kingdom. Prayer meetings, praying in tongues, Fasting, that's, watch this, that's doing kingdom things. That is not the operation of the kingdom. And you can do kingdom things and things out there not change. It's the operation of the kingdom that changes things. Jesus did kingdom things when he stole away and prayed. But the operation of the kingdom, the Bible says, he went about healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God. So watch this. His kingdom things was to empower him to operate in the kingdom when he went out. The problem with the church is that we just doing kingdom things, expecting kingdom things to employ kingdom operation. But you can't do kingdom operation if you're broke. Just say something. You can't do kingdom operation if you broke, because kingdom operation involves feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, housing, restoring neighborhoods, building homes. You can't do that with prayer. Get quiet when you talk to wanna-be deep folk like that. Prayer tells you well. We supposed to build a house But we can't build a house with prayer We got to build a house with prosperity Quiet, quiet, quiet I'm messing some folks up Because you think you deep because you can pray long But can you pay somebody a bill is the question The good Samaritan didn't even pray Yeah. The good Samaritan didn't pray. The good Samaritan took the man, put the man on his horse, took the man to a hotel, bandaged up his womb, paid for the hotel, and said, leave him there as long as you want to. If there's a bill, I'll pay it when I get back. The Levite, the priest, walked by the church member crossed the street and passed by because they didn't have no prosperity to solve the problem. Help us, Lord. See, you think 2500 North Boulevard is about a building. You don't understand it's about a position. You don't understand it. Because if you understood it was about a position, you give towards it. But you think it's about a building. Walmart is not about a building, it's about a position. Because that's why other businesses close down when they get there. Because their operation is too big for others to survive. So now they become a controller. Their kingdom controls a demographic. you miss missing, you miss missing, you miss it. it. Slipped over your head, went over your head. So although you would like to go to other places, you can't because they're out of reach. Because a kingdom called Walmart came and took over. Not saying it's right, but it's a principle. Prosperity is positional. It's God putting you in position in order that you would put others and things in position. See, the issue is people only see money when you say prosperity. But if you can only get position-minded, come on, say position-minded. Catch this, Linda. What's hurting the believer is that they don't get the right mind. So when they get money, they don't do right because they are blessed but don't know what the position of being blessed is for so that they can carry it out. So what we start doing is we look just like the world and we only dress ourselves. Not recognizing that that we've been positioned to help dress God's agenda. So we don't look no different because we don't have the right mind. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. See, you got to understand, I said that before, the 2500 North University Boulevard is about a position. Now, let's talk about this. I want, to talk about, I want to talk about a positional inner knowing. You know, I'm, I'm stuck on that inner knowing, man. I've just been just unpacking that knowing that knowing thing, that revelation there. Now, watch this. Watch this. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. Tighten up on that seat. <laughs> Tighten up on you. you know what I'm saying? Now, watch this. You are already prosperous. I know you're talking about where it at, where it at, wait, wait, whoa, 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 see, 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 if, if you ask that question, if your mind really went to look for it, you just totally missed what I said before. That's why I asked you, were you listening? Because the first thing I said was that prosperity was about a what? A position. It's about a position. It don't, it don't start with it in its hand. It starts with a position. And your position has to be an inner knowing. No, 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 watch this, watch this. See, prosperity comes inside at the new birth experience. You didn't know that. So you thought your name just got written on the Lamb's Book of Life. You you, you you thought it was just getting saved was so that you wouldn't go to hell. No, 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 no. Salvation was about putting you back in the right position my God from heaven and so when you got saved you were born into a life of prosperity listen listen so whatever you were not in your old life you became in your new life in Christ Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. See, I know that's why we don't understand salvation. We just left it glad we're going to heaven. We don't even understand the the fullness of what that thing entailed. So so watch this. Hear this statement. Prosperity does not start with having. It starts in being. And then from the being, the new nature of being prosperous, you then manifest who you are, prosperity. Are you listening to me? So it's hard for a lot of us because you've not recognized that I am. So because you don't understand you are, you see work as doing and not work as manifesting. Okay, okay. Genesis, watch this now. Hear this statement: Prosperity is the nature of God. It's the nature of God. Genesis chapter seventeen. Come on, say it's the nature of God. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wipe your hard drive. I gotta scrub your hard drive of some stuff so that you get to know God the right way. You don't. Know, the, even the Hebrew people, they didn't had God first. They, they, had, they were in such awe to God that they wouldn't even say his name. Oh, uh, ooh, ooh, that's so good. Let me, Let, me Let me show you something. 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 I just saw that. That's over there in uh, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, 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 um, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 uh, real quick, real quick. Um, um, uh, 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 mm, verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13. Verse 13 The, the church kind of looked the same way We're going to read down a little bit Verse 13 And not as Moses Which put a veil over his face Why did he do that? That the children of Israel Could not step faster look uh, to the end of that which is abolished. He, the, when Moses came out of the presence of God and walked up to the people, the, the aura of God was on him and the people got scared. So Moses, in order to approach the people to tell him what God had to say because he was a he was a a, a type of shadow of the manifestation of God before the people like Christ. In that moment, he was a manifestation of Christ. What God wanted to have with us was up-close relationship. But the people were so afraid that he had to put a veil over his face and cover that part of himself or cover that part of God up because the people were afraid to be with God like that so that's what the veil was for it was to, it was to cover so God could get close Ooh, it wasn't a cover to keep him away it was to cover so God could get close God wanted to be close that's why Moses came down but the people couldn't handle the closeness they got scared so Moses had to veil it now what, look, watch this I, I just wonder That's a quick run through Of what that's really about Now watch this now But their minds were blinded Here's why Here's why Oh God I didn't know that lined up like that But here's why Here's why he had to put the veil over it. Not because it was a problem With what they saw It was a problem With what they believed Their minds were blinded Not their eyes Their mind Because if they hadn't had blind minds They would have hugged him they will embrace them, say, "Oh, God, want to be with us like this," but because of the blindness of their minds, for until even now, with a church that's free, because when the sun is set free, it's but even today, there's a veil, the same veil, the same veil. God is still trying to get close, but the same veil. Untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Watch this. But even until this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon the folks' hearts still. We still don't see it. How do you go in your prayer closet and come out and still don't see it? How you praying in tongues and still don't see it? How you got all that God in you and you still don't see it? Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. I'm trying to take the veil off your eyes. I'm trying to take the veil off your eyes. Now watch this, watch i want to get back because I, I want to put something in here. Uh, prosperity is the nature of God. Genesis chapter 17 verse 1. Now, I'm going back in the Old Testament. Please take the veil off. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for taking us that route. I need you to get the veil off. I need you to get the veil off because you can't, you're not going to read right if you got a veil on. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Christ, we're supposed to have on glasses, not veils. Christ becomes a hermit, neutered filter so when we put him on, we can look back into the text and see him. We're supposed to have on glasses, not veils. Veils cover glasses, help you to see. We're supposed to have the glasses on of Holy Spirit, not veils over our eyes. Now watch this. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me, the almighty God and be thou perfect. Now watch this. Almighty God is the English of the Hebrew El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one, the God who is more than enough, the God of abundance. Prosperity is the nature of God. God don't separate himself from who he is. Are you listening to me? I hope y'all getting this. So, So here's a side note. Prospering is relative to the need that the person needs prosperity in. God has to be prosperous in nature so that he can provide for the needs of his people. Whatever their needs might be, God has to have enough so that he doesn't run out. Let me prove it to you. Philippians 4, 19, Paul says it like this. And, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in in glory by Christ. Now, the, the Amplified Bible says, And my God will liberally supply. Fill to the full is what it says. Your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, how could God do it and how could Paul make such an assuring statement? I'm glad you asked. I heard you asked that, so I'm glad you asked that. How could God do that? All my needs. That's my needs, your needs, your needs our need, us needs, we need, everybody need, God can supply. It. Watch this. Liberally and feel to the full. In other words, he leaves no room in the cup. How, how can God do that and how can Paul make such an assuring statement if God doesn't have the ability? Well, he said he did. Now watch this, get Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 through 9. It says, for thus saith the Lord of hosts. See, see we ain't got a, God is not talking for himself. Yet once it is a little while and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land and I will shake all nations and the desire, that's the increase there, of all nations shall come And I will feel that he's talking about his church with glory, with the stuff. See, see, watch this now. With them, it was called desire. When it's in God, it's called glory. It's called glory because it came from him. It's on his people. And hopefully his people know what its use is for. And its use is not just for them. It's to position them so that they can now position other things and people. And that's called glory because God is going to be glorified, lifted up as a result of his people who are in the right position, who understand what it's for. Oh, God. Look what he says now. And I will fill this house with glory, said the Lord. Verse 8. The silver... How could Paul say, my God will supply all your needs? Because Paul knew something. The silver is his. The gold is his. saith the Lord of hosts, the glory. Now he say, if you thought Solomon's house was bad. The Bible says, Solomon made silver so plentiful, it was like rocks on the ground. He said, it took him seven years to build that temple. Seven years. He said, if you thought that house was bad, if you thought that house had provision in it, this house right here, the glory of this one, because it's in Christ, is gonna far exceed. It's gonna far exceed it, number one, because we have more than one house. We have churches, houses, rather than just one Solomon's house. He said it's going to far exceed what Solomon's house was like. So why? Watch this. When we think of Solomon's house, here's a rhetorical question. Why is the believer reaching so low? Why you reach so low with your prayers? I don't know a child, a child that asks their parents just for what they need. I saw you, I saw you, you looked at both of them like they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't. Watch, here's what we do, here's what we do. Now, now, catch, 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 juxtapose the parent and the child. Watch this now, watch this. I left my red ring on it. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this. The, the child asks for more than what they need. Don't child, don't y'all? don't Tell the truth, you're in church, tell the truth. You do. <laughs> No, you know, you do. Don't worry about David size. They got it, though, so don't keep asking. They got it. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing. It's the parent that's wrong. Y'all ready for this? I know they hear it. I want them to hear it. It's the parent that's wrong. The child is right. God say whatsoever things you desire when you pray. He didn't say whatsoever things you need. But here's what the parent does. The parent dumbs the child down and say, how much does it cost? Because in the parent's mind, you don't need that much. But God said he feels to the full. He leaves no room in the cup. So the child is always asking for the fullness of the cup. Now watch this. God said it like this. So stop being a parent when you go to God and be a child. He said, except you come unto me like a child. So we can learn the lesson from our children. Always ask for more than what you need. And you know the amazing thing about God being a parent? He never say, it don't take all that. Because he said, my nature is to feel to the full. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, and that life, more abundant. Come on, Amplify says, to the full, so God never gives you just enough he always gives you more than what you need because he never wants you to become selfish in your prospering he wants you to always be blessed to live and blessed to give because his position is permanent who is quiet I hope you're thinking some of you may need to repent now, how uh, 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 now? Now, let's talk about this. How much time? Okay, let's talk about a prospering dilemma. I'm gonna be able to close after this. Prospering dilemma. Prospering dilemma. Hear this. Hear this. You've got to get your knowing right. Come on, say, so I got to get my knowing right. We, 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 we. You know, I, you've heard me say this too many times. We got too many I believes, and I know why we got so many I believes. Because people don't want to read the Bible, and then they don't want Holy Spirit. They, don't, they spend no time with Holy Spirit, so Holy Spirit can be the interpreter. So they come away with, well, I just believe, and I just feel, well, your belief and your feelings don't, don't, don't compensate for the word. They don't take the place of the word of God. If I'm going to speak on the behalf of God, I've got to say what God said. I can't, I can't send you away with my I believe. Because if I send you away with my i believes, then my I-beliefs become your God. So now you're dependent upon my words to come to pass and not God's word. And God is only obligated to back one thing, and that's his word and not yours. We in a generation now where no, they don't, we just don't care. It's just... Just good motivational stuff. That's all it is. Good motivational stuff, ain't backed by nothing. Not even backed by God. You got to get. There's enough power in the Word of God to make it come to pass. Y'all hear what I'm saying? This it right here. I'm telling you. This it. I've been there, done that. Got the t-shirt, cup, coffee mug, drink from it. I just like to keep my coffee in it. But I'm telling you, I've learned that this right here can do what it said it can do. Now watch this. It's prospering dilemma is that you've got to get your knowing straight. 3 John chapter 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper, be in health, even as or to the degree or in accord with your soul, your mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination. That's what the soul is consist of that it prospers, prospereth, E-T-H, on an ongoing, continual basis. And so the dilemma is that you're still thinking with the old self in the new you. Did you hear what I just said? You're, most of us are still thinking with the old self in a new you. 2 Corinthians 5 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new species of being. Uh, All things are passed away. Behold, behold it, behold it, behold it. All things, you've got to behold it though. You've got to behold the new thing. The old things will pass away if you behold the new thing. But if you don't behold the new thing, you'll be a new you with always. You've got to behold it. All things have now been made new. 1 Corinthians 2.14, watch this it says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are... I'm going to paraphrase that. Because they are only discerned by the new you. The old you ain't going to get it. Are you listening to me? The amplifier says, but the natural non-spiritual man, that's the old you, does not accept or welcome or admit into his hearts the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God. Most people, that's some of you sitting here now don't agree with it. I don't care. That's the old you. (laughs) Thank God the new you will get you to heaven, but you'll still live in the earth like an old you. Because the new you, the old man, The non-spiritual man is still there. Now, you're no longer attached to it, but the mindset of the old man. You've got to renew yourself from that man. That part of you don't get saved. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That, That transform work is a demolition term. It means to break up. You got to break up some stuff, that hard bedrock stuff in your mind that will not allow you to accept God's way, that will not allow you to see God, that has you veiled. Bible say that's some some stuff you got to break up. I won't mention, I won't tell you the member's name, but one of the members walked up to me and almost had tears in his eyes. He said he didn't know in, in all his church going years that he was supposed to take a vacation. Now, that's a simple thing. I say, well, when is the last time you've been on vacation? He say, we hadn't. I say, you've been married all this time, you hadn't taken your... I say, man, go on vacation. Go. I command you to go on vacation. You want your wife to stop fussing? Take her on vacation. You want to get that pressure up off your home? Go on vacation. Unplug. Find the 800 number. Pay the $149. Negotiate. Talk it down to 109. Sit in the room. Listen to them. Don't buy into the, the uh, whatever the stuff is. Time, don't buy in the timeshare. Get the $75 so you can eat. Go on vacation. Put your, put your ashy toes in that sand and go on vacation. It says the natural man does not accept or welcome, admit into his heart the gifts and teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are folly, meaningless, nonsense to him, and he is incapable of knowing them, of progressively recognizing, understanding, and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned and estimated and appreciated. In other words, your new man, the new you is the only you that's going to be able to accept, understand, and appreciate prosperity. God's way Romans 8 and 9 just proof text it says watch this now watch this now and we notice the spirit the new you is the spirit man and the Bible says but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he's none of his so hear this statement you have to think on the new level you have been born on in order to live on or live out on that level This can only happen with intentional and purposeful mind renewal. It can only happen with intentional and purposeful mind renewal. And if you listening to all that God awful nasty keeping you thugged out and and, 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 and the B rap music and uh, all these TV shows and that's all you saw in your mind, you're going to stay connected to the old you. You'll never walk in the new you. You have, listen, you have no respect for policing your own mind. None whatsoever. And yet want to prosper. How? You're going to work hard the yoke. And the yoke will give you some, but it's going to be, it's going to stay a yoke on your neck. You're going to be controlled by it. And we were never supposed to be controlled by money. We were supposed to be in control of it. Ooh. See, you're born with the new nature of God in you. So if God is prosperous in nature, you also are prosperous in nature. I'm, I'm closing now. Watch this. Watch this. Second Peter chapter one, verse two, verse four. Watch this. Now I've quoted these scriptures. I've oh to shut. I've quoted these scriptures for years. But watch this. Your eyes gonna come open to this text today. I know it takes some time for a scripture to open and um, peel itself. It's almost like an onion. You get what I'm saying? You just gotta. But watch it. So You're gonna get it today. Second Peter chapter one verse two through four says. Now let me read the statement again. Keep that scripture up there. You are born with the nature of God in you. Now the nature of God is what? God's nature is what? God's nature is prosperous. Come on, say God's nature is prosperous. His, his name is his nature. His nature is his name. His name is El Shaddai, the almighty God, right? The God of abundance, the God of more than enough. That's not only his name, that's his nature, right? That what happened was God would do something in the earth and as an act of that doing, then the per- if God did not tell them who he was from their innermost being, when they saw the act, they then attributed the act to who God was, so, so, But now in that scripture God tells Abraham Jehovah Jireh is what Abraham called God Because he provided the rest He said oh you got to be Jehovah Jireh because you provided But right there in 17 God tells him himself who I am I am an almighty God you walk before me and be thou perfect I am El Shaddai he gives him his name Are you listening to me? He tells him, I am the God of abundance. I am the God that is more than enough. I am the all sufficient one. But now, watch this. So, if you're born with the nature of God in you, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, so if God is prosperous in nature, you are prosperous also in nature because you're born or you're reborn with the nature of God in you. Come on, say, I'm prosperous. Now watch this. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 verse 4, 2 through 4 here it is right here. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge. How do you get knowledge? It ain't hard. How do you get knowledge? You got to learn it. And as I'm learning about my new nature, grace and peace is going to be multiplied to me. In other words, I have a more firm stance in, pro- in my prosperity, in my position. You got it? through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord, look what the Bible says, according as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us. Now, stay right there for a minute. That, that that through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue means to partake in operation of the divine power. Right? So it says... Watch this. His divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. In other words, that means to partake in operation of the divine power. Verse 4 says, whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these, there it is, thank you, Holy Ghost, for confirming your word, ye may be partakers of the... That word divine, those two words, divine nature means the God-like quality. Yes. That you may be partakers of the God. Now, now watch this. Partakers of it mean that 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 is in you now manifests on the outside of you. Yeah. Not just having it, but now be in life, being able to partake of it. Yeah. Oh, man. Hallelujah, God. Have an escape. Now, now, why do we need this? This is important. We shutting it down. Why is this important? Having escaped the corruption that's in the world. Now, 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 I'm so glad I'm at the end of my notes for today, because now if you don't, if you didn't get nothing else I said, that right there is a game changer. that That last statement in that scripture should make you pivot totally, because what that scripture is telling us is that. If we don't partake of this divine nature and we keep casting it aside, then we will become subject to the corruption that's in the world. And that's why you see the believer so worried. Everything, something pop off in the world because we don't have the right position. The, when the Bible tells us to see that you be not troubled, you never trouble when you're in the. Listen, without, my heart goes out, but I, I'm I'm not troubled about the. I'm troubled in heart and spirit. But I'm not troubled about the war in Ukraine where I'm standing outside my door watching because it ain't happening around me. Are you listening to me? So so when you hear about stuff, why do you get troubled then? You must feel like... mm, You must feel like it's going to happen to you. Well, that's a problem with position. I thought the Bible said no weapons. I thought they said that it shall not come now your dwelling. I thought a thousand would fall at your side and ten thousand at your right. I thought under his wings you abide. Oh, see, you're saying it, but you've not received it as your position. So you actually tell, your emotions are telling on you. Oh, let me say it another way. You acting on your emotions are telling on you that you've not even accepted the position that you've been born into. Hurricane. Oh, God, fill your whole pantry with potty meat. <laughs> and you don't even eat potty meat. Hadn't thought once you buy $400 worth of groceries and hadn't thought once that that could be a generator to eat the food that's already in the freezer. Oh, come on, come on. We could just buy a generator, add another hundred, we could buy a generator and keep the lights on. That way it the keep the fridge cold and we can eat what's in the fridge versus buying $500 of groceries that we don't like, we don't eat, and probably gonna throw away because Pastor (laughs) praying. We don't think, man. We don't think. Didn't even talk to God. God, do I need to buy? Are we leaving or are we staying? And if God say you staying, then evidently no evil shall befall you. (laughs) We don't think position. We don't think, and yet we're praying. What in, what in the world are we praying? I, I'm trying to figure this. All this prayer going on, it ain't changing nothing. What are we doing? Ain't nobody stopped to ask, like, what are we doing? Because ain't, ain't nothing changed. Had one politician stepped up and repented. Because we don't understand that it's, a, it's not only supposed to be the things in the kingdom. It's supposed to be the operation Of the kingdom and in order to have the operation Of the kingdom you gotta have people that are Prosperous That's just how it is I I don't know I'm just wondering where where is the Church's mind we're not Thinking we're Praying for the world but God empowered us to save the world Which means you gotta have tools To do that with Either in your bag or the ability to buy the bag. Let's close with this. Uh, Everything you will ever be will come out of you before it comes to you. Everything you will ever be will come out of you before it comes to you. You got the money you got now because that's what's in you. Maybe you are a dollar man. Well, don't be mad. That's what's coming out of you. So first, I got to get the level of prosperity in me that I want to see. (laughs) I got to get the level of, but that ain't what we do. We run the job. We work out of us rather than work in us. And because, to share, we didn't first work in us, we get the extra job and still operate from what's in us. So the second job don't work either because you hadn't changed how you spend money. You don't have a new mindset about money, so the second job don't even work because you think it's a matter of money. It's not a matter of money. It's about how the, pros- the, the wealth of prosperity that's in you first. That's why in two, two or three jobs usually works for nobody. Nobody usually don't work. They go and put themselves under a yoke, and it usually don't work. Because they have not first released themselves from the yoke that's inside of them you are always going to live talk walk believe and give on the level you believe you are on and notice now all of these things are automatically connected to outcomes you ain't got to want to go in the next room start walking and you'll get there There's already something connected to t- how you talk. You ain't got to pray for it. Say the, say the wrong thing and it'll show up. Say the right thing. You are always going to live, talk, walk, believe, and even give on the level you believe you're on. Some of you don't give because you don't believe you're there yet. Notice, though, all of these things. I mean, so every... Everything eventually matches who you are. Everything is going to eventually match you. Everything is going to eventually match you. That's why you can see a person living in the projects with a $700 Gucci belt on. That's why you can see a car that needs new motors with $6,000 rims on it. That's why we can take flat screen TVs stay at the projects generation after generation after generation and everything in the house is updated but we hadn't even updated ourselves because everything will eventually match you everything it's going to match you let's make this confession say this with me I am prosperous I am am abundantly supplied I have, I have more than enough. I am very wealthy. I am, very wealthy. I am, a, blessing I am a blessing to the lives of others, to lives of others. Blessed, blessed to be a, be a blessing. I am a kingdom philanthropist. I, kingdom I like that one. I am a kingdom philanthropist. A kingdom go from me lack. Come to me abundance. Go from me lack. Come to, Come to me abundance. I believe, I, believe. I, receive. I receive by faith. By faith. Faith. Faith, is faith is now, hope is tomorrow. Hope is tomorrow. I, believe. I believe, I receive, I receive. by faith, by faith. By faith. Now. now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast.